is Juliana McIntosh. And I'm Brad Sutton. And, and this, this is, is The Art, Art of, of Drinking. Drinking. With Join Jules. And your favorite uncle. This is the best home bartending podcast. Where you learn how to make two drinks. A classic. And a twist. Plus a little backstory on the cocktail. So you have an interesting story to tell when you serve your guests. Your home crafted masterpiece. Now, I have said this, I think every episode so far, and I will continue to say this, we've picked good cocktails. So this well, is another the one of my favorites. Yeah, these are foundation They're foundation. Cocktails. You need to know how to make these cocktails. You've got to know how to make these. And this one is so simple, but it can go bad quickly. We're making yes. the gin and tonic, which for those of you who don't know, gin is my favorite spirit. It is, ugh, just chef's kiss, a beautiful spirit. It's my favorite. And you have to choose the right one for a gin and tonic. Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, yeah, you do. Because I'm sure when you just said it's my favorite spirit, people are like probably reaching for the, oh, I'm a, I hate this episode already. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop. All right, listen up. Gin is not the stuff that got you sick when you were younger. It's not the stuff that you tasted and you said, oh my God, I hate that. There are a lot of different gins and there are a lot of different styles of gins. If it came in a plastic bottle, you had it warm, or maybe it was at the end of the night, and God forbid you were doing shots of gin for why anybody would ever do that, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're gonna have a bad experience, but gin, <laughs> gin is flavor. Gin takes vodka and actually makes vodka interesting. And I know it's kind of like, be like, well, that's not really... Yeah, okay, listen. Let's just, for all intents and purposes, vodka has no flavor. Gin has great flavor. So, mm -hmm. give gin a chance, okay? Remember, not all gin is made the same. No, it's not. And give gin a chance. Get yourself a nice gin, you know? It's not all going to taste like a Christmas tree stab in the throat. Yep. Okay. This episode's podcast tagline, give gin a chance. <laughs> All we are saying is give gin so, a Uncle chance. So, Uncle Brad. Okay, yeah. Sorry. What do I need? If I've never made a gin and tonic, how do I make it? What do I need? Well, you're going to need gin. And in this case, I used a Plymouth-style gin. It's got a little more mm -hmm. juniper in it, but it's really nicely balanced. A little juniper, a little citrus. So I got a Plymouth-style gin. I recommend you try that too. You go out and you want to get your tonic because that's the other ingredient in a gin and tonic. I remember one time I ordered a gin and tonic and a bartender goes, what's in that? Yeah, okay. I'm going to have, um, have a Bud Light. So, yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to grab a beer. To yeah. Go. So go get yourself a tonic. But here again, like tonic water matters, right? So there is really great tonic water out there. And then there's the stuff in the plastic bottles, which I would say go for the better tonic water. In fact, I'm just going to insist you go for the better, better tonic water, okay? So go find mm -hmm. a really great tonic water. Fever tree is great. Get yourself a nice tonic water. And then, of course, you're going to need ice. And I would say even a bar spoon or you know, a regular spoon, you want to be mm -hmm. able to mix this. But this is this is an in-the-glass mixing cocktail, so you don't need any other special equipment. Go get a double rocks glass. You want a big glass for this one because if you're going to have a gin and tonic, get a nice 
juicy, big gin and tonic because you're going to want to sip on this bad boy and uh, really enjoy it over some time. Don't go get a little kind of dainty glass. Go get a nice big gin and tonic. We're going to make big gin and tonics today. Mm-hmm. Jules, what God, do we got to get so for good. you? All right. So I, um, you know, a gin and tonic is a classic. You you know what's in it, right? Brad just went through it. And I think a lot of people can assume what a gin and tonic is. I wanted to make things a little bit more fun and exciting. And for those of you who don't know, I call myself the CEO of Spritz Season. And I think a spritz is anything with bubbles. So that's why this is so fun because I love spritzing drinks. And I think a gin and tonic in and of itself is a spritz style cocktail. So for my cocktail, I'm, I'm just calling it a simple name, just the spicy G&T, okay? And what you're going to want for this is gin, obviously, but I like to use the Monkey 47 gin. I think it's nice. It's a little bit on the fruity side. Um, I think it plays really well with this type of cocktail. I, you know, I would say pick what you like, Monkey 47, one of my favorites. And you can pretty much get it anywhere. So I recommend that one to start out, especially for this. Um, next, you're going to need tonic. Uh, a great brand is Fever Tree. Another good brand too, I know for me, if I'm drinking a couple of these, the tonic can get a little bit on the sugar side and give me a headache. Zevia does a stevia, so sugar-free tonic, and it is identical and delicious. So if you're looking for something that is a little bit less sugary, that is for you. Now Uh here's where we're going off script, okay? We're going off script for the G&T. We're going to do elderflower liqueur here. I said, what? Okay. Yes. And that is the, you know, you've seen St. Germain. I do recommend get the smaller bottle. Don't get the big boy. I don't know about you, but I can never finish a bottle of my St. Germain. You said something interesting there. And um, you say get the small bottle of St. Germain. Here's the thing about St. Germain. It'll go bad. So that's why Mm -hmm. you want the small bottle also. A little goes a long way. It's a little bit like truffle. So get a small bottle. Make sure you refrigerate it. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good tip. Don't forget it. Okay, what we're going to do next is we're going to grab fresh grapefruit. You really only need one for this, but if you're going to make a couple, I would suggest getting two or three. Then you're going to want to get peppercorns or juniper berries. Uh, I think peppercorns are far easier to find, and so I recommend getting those. Now, here's where things get fun. This is the next ingredient, which is a jalapeno simple syrup. So you'll want jalapenos and you'll want white granulated sugar. Okay. This is the spicy G&T. Don't forget. So you're going to want that. I'm scared. I'm scared. You're scared. I know. I'm scared. (laughs) Then you're going to want your glassware, which you can use like a balloon glass or a Mm -hmm. wine glass for this. Mm -hmm. You'll want Mm -hmm. a cocktail spoon. We're measuring. So you'll want a jigger. We're cutting fresh citrus. So you'll want a knife. And then I like to garnish uh, with, you know, we already have our grapefruit, so we'll have that ingredient. But sage leaves, I think, is is a nice touch as wow, well. Oh, all right. I dig it. Yeah, there you have the spicy G&T. That's what you need from the store. Yeah, I like this. It's kind of, it's got that Spanish G&T feel to it, which for those of you who don't know what a Spanish gin and tonic is, the, the, Spain took the gin and tonic and said, oh, I'm going to dunk all over <laughs> the world of yeah. gin and tonic and make an amazing gin and tonic. So this sounds right down that alley. Nice job. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's make it. <laughs> Time to drink. Jules, excited. We should probably talk about how to, uh, how to make these. And I'm really actually looking forward to 
here in your program because that was interesting. I just, I love a Spanish gin and tonic and that just mm, sounds right down my alley. God. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right, you're going to love this, but let's go through the classic first. So we, we know what we're drinking. Yeah. And, and here's the deal. Uh, a classic gin and tonic, again, made the right way is a delicious cocktail and just, oh, I mean, it's just such a nice summer cocktail. Okay. Here we go. If you're going to make the gin and tonic, I always think of this thing, it's, it's, it's number, it's 225. And the reason I do that is because it's two pieces of lime, although it comes from one wedge, and two ounces of gin and five ounces of tonic water. So here's what you're going to do. Ooh. Okay. So you are going to make sure your glass is chilled again. Chilled glasses, got to have the chilled glasses. And I use a double rocks glass. Glasses, I want a people. big glass because I'm going to put a lot of stuff in there. Uh, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of liquid, I should say. You're going to put a lot of stuff in yours. I'm going to put liquid in mine. Yeah. So, all right. So, fill the glass about halfway with ice. And mm -hmm. the reason I say halfway is because it can overflow because you're putting five ounces of tonic water in there. So, you're going to fill the glass halfway with ice. And then you're going to take your lime. You're going to cut it from tip to tip, right? So, uh, you're going to cut it in half the long way, tip to tip. And then you're going to put those on the table. You're going to twist it. And then you're going to cut it along the diameter, and then you're going to cut it again the long way. And so you've got now two pieces of a lime wedge. So you are going to squeeze those over the ice, and you're going to drop them into the glass, okay? Mm -hmm. Next, you're going to add two ounces of gin. And I, again, used a Plymouth-style gin, so I'm going to pour that gin over the limes uh, onto the ice. And then I'm going to add five ounces of my tonic water. And that is going to fill my glass up to a certain level. From there, I can eyeball how much more ice I need to add. So I'm going to mm -hmm. add enough ice. Obviously, the drink doesn't flow over the glass, right? And you know, probably don't need to say that. And then I'm going to take one of those lime wedges, again, from tip to tip. And if you got the other lime wedge half, just half that, again, from tip to tip. So now you got like a quarter, long way. Mm -hmm. And I just get a little mm -hmm. nick on the underside, right? In the meat, on the other side of the rind. And I just stick that right on the edge of the glass. And um, I give the, the, the mixture a little bit of a stir with my spoon just to incorporate the flavors. And boom, you're done. That is the world's greatest gin and tonic, old school style. And not one that is boring, not one that you're like, mm, this is only okay. I'm telling you, yeah. make it this way. It's great proportions. You're going to love it. All right, Jules, no. go. I love, hold on. I, we got to talk about how good this one is because people are like, okay, this is so simple. It is. And you should know how to make this because when you can make it like with your eyes closed, it is the most beautiful thing because this is a drink on any day. You're going to want two of them. They just go down so easy. You can even go lighter on some of these ingredients and have, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. I, I, I love a gin and tonic. If you like, again, you like your cocktail a little bit more alcohol forward, well, then fine. Then back off the tonic water a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you are strangely like one of those people who really likes the taste of like just pure tonic water, <laughs> and I know you're out there, I don't get it. Uh, it somehow works in a gin and tonic. Otherwise, I'm like, uh, yeah. then fine. You know, add a little more tonic water. You know, like it's, yeah. but I'm telling you, the two, five, two ounces to five ounces, that's the way to go. And that, in my opinion, is balance. I've never had any complaints. In fact, I've had nothing but people go like, wow, that's delicious. So, And I, I will say this. If you've ever been repulsed when someone says the word gin, 
I beg you to make this gin and tonic Brad's way because I have a feeling you're really going to like it and you're going to think differently when you hear gin the next time. And go, go taste gin. Stop (laughs) poo-pooing gin. That is not the right thing to do. There is a world of gin out there. Stop, stop it. Go out and just drink some gin and explore the world of gin. You're going to hate them. You're going to hate some. You're going to love some. Just trust me. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm backing away. I'm backing away from the microphone, Jules. You got to go. All right. So if you're like me and you're already on the gin train and you're like, yeah, gin and tonic, sign me up. This has my name written all over it. Then you're ready for the spicy G&T made by yours truly. And it it takes a couple of steps. So this is when you know you're invested. You're ready for the next step. You're ready for the next level. So what we're going to want to do first, you have all your ingredients. And the main ingredient here for right now is jalapenos. So we're going to need to make a homemade simple syrup. And not just any simple syrup. We're making that jalapeno simple syrup. Brad already, I believe you said earlier, Simple syrup is a one-to-one. It's equal parts, sugar, and water. There are a couple of different ways you can make it. There's a two-to-one. Right now, we're just sticking with the classic. Equal parts, sugar, and water. So what we're going to want to do is grab a little medium sauce pot, and we're going to add one cup water and one cup sugar. And we're going to cut up our jalapeno just into slices. Now, from here, you can add anywhere from two to three to even six slices of fresh jalapeno. The more seeds, the spicier. So just keep that in mind when you're making this. I've done mine with habanero, and I made anyone who walked into the house cough and their eyes cried because I made the house so spicy. So so don't (laughs) underestimate a hot pepper. Just know your limits there. So I did about three jalapeno slices, and I added that right into that saucepan. You're going to put that on the stovetop on medium heat, maybe a medium-low heat, And you're going to bring that either to a boil or you're going to stir until the sugar fully dissolves. Whichever comes first, just make sure that sugar is fully dissolved. Once it is dissolved, I like to simmer it with that jalapeno just for about five to eight minutes. And then Mm -hmm. take it off the heat. Let it just sit there and infuse and cool completely. If you don't want it spicier, I recommend at this point, take those jalapenos out um, and let it cool. But if you want the full flavor of those jalapenos that you added in there, let it cool with them. Then you're going to strain. Store in an airtight container, and you can store this anywhere from two to four weeks. You will know when your simple syrup is going bad when it gets cloudy, or if you see actual mold on the simple syrup, then it's time to throw it out and make a new one. Yeah. All right. We have our jalapeno simple syrup. That's going to be the hardest part of this drink. Now let's make our cocktail. We're going to grab our fresh grapefruit and we're going to cut it in half. We're going to take the one half and we're going to set that aside for now. Now, in a balloon or a wine glass, you're just going to use your hand and squeeze that one half of the grapefruit right into your glass. So you're going to have that fresh grapefruit juice. Now you can squeeze this on the side and strain it. I think that's a, I think that's an extra step. I mean, I don't mind it. I think it can just go straight in the glass. So then, once you do that, with that other half of the grapefruit, we're going to just get our garnish prepped and ready since we're here with our grapefruit. So we're just going to do a grapefruit wedge. We're just going to cut it to make a wedge. Set that wedge aside. Now that we have in our glass the fresh squeezed grapefruit juice, all we're going to add is our elderflower liqueur. And you're going to add, like Brad said, a little goes a long way, three quarters of an ounce. 
We're gonna add fresh peppercorns. I just, you know, eyeball it. Use what feels comfortable. Half ounce of jalapeno simple syrup. And if you really like it spicy, and I also think it looks great, you're, you can add about two slices of fresh jalapenos right into your glass. And then mm. you're gonna add two ounces of gin. From here, I like to add in my crushed ice about halfway and use my cocktail spoon and stir that around to really chill those ingredients. Then you're gonna add in about four to five ounces of your tonic water. Mix it again, add ice, and then you're gonna garnish. Inside, you already have peppercorns. It's gonna look beautiful. You have jalapeno slices in there already. That makes it look great. So really to garnish your cocktail, you're just gonna plop in that grapefruit wedge that we cut. And I like to add fresh sage leaves as well. This again is optional, but I think that you wow. smell the sage, you taste mm -hmm. these flavors. It just, yeah. it, it comes together. It's light, it's refreshing, but it's fun. I think this is a really fun one. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a shot, all right? This isn't, Yeah. the jalapeno is, uh, that's got my attention. Who doesn't love a spicy cocktail? Come on. <laughs> Sometimes they give me a little heartburn, but. Yeah, well, uh. just have one. So there you have it, the spicy G&T and the regular G&T. Really can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Now that we have our cocktail, it's mm -hmm. time to sit down and have an Uncle Brad history lesson. So let's get into the gin and tonic because it's iconic. All right. That right? Want a story? Here it go. Now, the gin and tonic is uh, really an interesting one. And there's a, kind of like four events that took place that conspired to make the gin and tonic. And what I love about the gin and tonic is it's a story about survival. So this is, I love uh, that. yeah, it's, it's all about the medicine. So <laughs> first, we have gin. Gin was popular in England. We can thank the Dutch for the origins of gin, but the English took gin and ran with it. And gin that. became really popular. Mm -hmm. It was in the 1600s. They had this thing called the gin craze, which wasn't necessarily a good thing, but let's just say that it hooked all of England <laughs> on gin. And yeah. then finally the government stepped in, they regulated it. And this is where we get like London dry gin from because it essentially is England's attempt to try to <laughs> regulate the wild and unruly <laughs> distillation of gin that was going all over the English countryside and in the cities. There was also another type of gin and that was Plymouth gin and that was made in Plymouth, England. And mm -hmm. that was a port town and it just so happened there was a naval yard there. And so, you know, let's not say that Plymouth gin is the reason the British Royal Navy drank gin, but the British Royal Navy drank a lot of gin. And the reason why they drank so much gin is not because, hey, look, we really love gin and we just want to have a little, little bump on the, on the boat. Water wasn't very safe to drink back then. So you would put gin on the boat yeah. to travel with uh, with the Navy because if you drink water, you're going to get sick and maybe die. So that's reason number one. Gin was on boats because water was unsafe to drink. All right. Number two, there's this thing called scurvy. Yeah. We talked about that last episode too. So scurvy's yeah, circling scurvy's back. Yeah. Hey, by the way, thank you, Scurvy, kinda, 
for a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, blessing and, and a you. curse. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, guys. So anyway, so we've got scurvy as a problem and British sailors would travel with limes. And uh, this is actually where the term limey came from for uh, Brits is they really like their limes because they're fighting scurvy. So Rear Admiral and Dr. Sir Thomas Desmond Gimlet came up with the idea. By the way, Gimlet was his last hmm. name. Comes up with the idea that, hey, you know, if we mix the gin with the lime juice, the lime juice seems to stick around a little bit longer because it's fortified. And that fortification, therefore, also seemed to kind of please the sailors because they had their gin and their lime juice all together and they could get their rational lime juice with a little gin in it. Mm-hmm. Happy days for the sailors. So what are we missing here? We've got gin, we've got lime, we are missing tonic. Yes, well, sir. Scottish doctor George Cleghorn discovers that quinine treated malaria. And malaria was kind of a problem because the British Navy and the British military, they found themselves in Africa and India often. You know, like, you know, empire expansion, spice trading, all kinds of different uh, random things that brought them to these different countries. We won't get into a lot of detail. Not all of it's happy. All right. So now we've got people in these different countries and they are getting, uh, you know, their skin is getting pierced by these little tiny little mosquito needles. And -hmm. these mosquitoes are passing malaria on. So malaria is a problem. Quinine is the answer. So now quinine is traveling on these ships and somebody's like, geez, you know, we ought to mix the quinine because it tastes awful. And because it tastes awful, it must be good for us. So it tastes awful. Let's mix that with the gin. And then we'll take our daily dose of our quinine with our gin. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So it's not a gin and tonic. It's just gin, lime juice, and gin and quinine. Yeah. So finally, the mid-1850s roll around, and uh, there's an English businessman by the name of Aramis Bond. And he noticed that British soldiers also mixed their quinine with sparkling water. Sparkling water became this thing back in the 1850s. And a little touch of sugar to make the quinine a bit more palatable. So he's like, all right, I got this. I'm going to put this in a bottle, and I'm going to sell it as tonic. And some other people took notice, namely Schweppes. And Schweppes gets a hold of this and just puts tonic water all over and especially targeted at British citizens and British sailors who happen to be in India suffering from malaria. Yeah. Still a popular brand today, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a lot of things that were from a long ago. They're still around today. All right. So now we've got tonic water floating around, which is quinine that just doesn't taste as bad. So... Some sailor was probably like, geez, I really want this cocktail of lime and gin and quinine. It could be so much better if we just mix a little tonic in there. So they put tonic in there. We don't really know where the gin and tonic came from, but we definitely can probably trace it back to a sailor who is like, lovely, gin and tonic. That solves all kinds of problems. And that is where... (laughs) The gin and time. Sorry, look, if I offended you, anybody from England, you didn't get offended, please. But this is where uh, the gin and tonic came from. In fact, the gin and tonic was so popular that Churchill himself, right? Winston Churchill said that the gin and tonic has saved more Englishmen's (laughs) lives and minds than all of the doctors in the empire. 
Wow. So I'm sure I'm sure Cleghorn and, and Gimlet were like, I'm sure their relatives were like, yeah, no, we had nothing to do with it, right? Like they had to be super pleased by that. But nonetheless, England and specifically the British Royal Navy brought us the gin and tonic. So thanks, <sighs> fellas. Wow. They uh, they did us a huge favor by creating massive solid. They did us a solid. Yeah, talk about uh, they did a lot for us. I feel like the Navy. (laughs) Yeah, and they they did a lot for the cocktail industry too, as well as uh, you know. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't stop with the G and T. Trust me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, apparently the Gimlet, right? Thank you, uh, Rear Admiral. Yeah, yeah so. I you know we we talked about that and I was like hmm, sounds familiar. Yeah, so mm-hmm. very interesting, a lot of history and this time frame too. I feel like there's a lot of classic cocktails that came about and the gin and tonic is one of them. It is. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting cuz I know uh so for tips, right? You're going to talk about the simple syrup, but we talked about how gin fortified lime juice. Yeah. Right? Vodka does a great job for not necessarily fortifying, you know, so I guess it is. Yeah, right. So vodka extends the shelf life of of simple syrup. But I know you've got some other other things to say about simple syrup. So Yeah. So I feel like a fun tip for this because I use simple syrup in mine, which is not your traditional GNT. So just just keep note. This isn't gonna be a tip for the OG, but this is a tip I think that's useful for my cocktail and for a lot of other cocktails, which is simple syrup. And remember this. Hey, listen. Yeah, and if you're going to go with the Spanish-style gin and tonic, like, dude, add a little simple syrup in there. Add a little more flavor. Like, the Spanish-style gin and tonics, which is, I think, very, very much similar to what you were doing, Jules. Uh, yeah. the, the jalapeno thing was a twist I never <laughs> thought would happen. Well, Brad, before we get into my tip of simple syrups, which we will, give us the tip of what is the Spanish-style gin and tonic, because it's not the same as a regular gin and tonic. What's the main difference? Yeah, so the thing with Spanish style gin and tonic is one, it's it's usually in a big balloon glass, like a like a glass that you described, right, mm-hmm. for your drink, and you know it's got aromatics in it. So it's got you know you could put rosemary in there. I love the fact that you put sage in there. You could put you know peppercorns in there or juniper berries. Definitely throw some yeah. juniper berries in there. A little lemon rind or lime rind or or grapefruit or all three. Heck, throw an orange rind in there. It's like. It's really something that you can play with with all these different aromatics and you put some edible flowers in there. You want to drop some fruit in there, go for it. Like mm-hmm. that's the beauty of the Spanish style gin and tonic, which man, I tell you, your jive with this this uh, jalapeno yeah. thing, I was like, huh, I, 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 I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah, I think when I say that I love a gin and tonic, I think what I mean is I love a Spanish style gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. let's get into simple syrups very quickly. Here's a tip for you, and don't you dare forget it. (laughs) Never buy your simple syrup. Buy sugar instead, because simple syrup is equal parts water and sugar. That's it. That's all you need. It has about a two to four week shelf life. It should be refrigerated always. And you just make it by putting equal parts water and sugar. Remember, equal parts. I'll say it again. Equal parts, people. Mm-hmm. Water you and can sugar. do two to one, but equal parts is, equal, I think, yeah. most universal. Yep. Yeah. So add that to your medium-sized saucepan. Add it to heat on your stovetop, medium to medium-low. And you're going to stir that until the sugar dissolves or it comes to a boil and the sugar dissolves. And then you let it sit and fully you know, come to room temperature. And then you bottle it up. There you go. Now, here's where you can have fun. You can add jalapenos. 
And you would add that in right when you, I like to add it in right when you add in the sugar. I know a lot of people have different techniques. This is the easiest for me and I've had no issues. I add in slices of jalapenos. You could add in slices of a banana if you want a more yeah. of a tropical flair. You could do mm. or, uh, the zest of one orange for an orange zest syrup. I've done mm. a cinnamon simple syrup for a fall inspired gin and tonic. Uh, wow. Really, you can you can play with flavors here. And I think that adding simple syrup to your drinks is a wonderfully easy way to add flavor and really expand on ideas with cocktails without adding too much. I think it yeah. it's a fun way to explore and have fun with your cocktails. So, word to that. Yeah. Hey, remember, equal parts, people. Sugar and water. Equal parts. Don't go buy your simple syrup. Make it yourself. Make it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, just it's so easy to make simple. That's why they call it simple syrup. So, it's <laughs> don't yeah. get overwhelmed by that. It's super easy. Yeah. But yeah. there you have it. I love a gin and tonic. Right. I love a Spanish style gin and tonic more. I I do too, actually. I so do the classic, do the Spanish. You be the judge. I'm you're gonna blow people away with either one. Again, I've got this perfectly balanced recipe sitting out there for you. Jules has got this wonderful Spanish style inspired uh, gin and tonic. I'm telling you, the world is your oyster. And if you say I still hate gin, you did it wrong. Brad. Cheers, Jules, and thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Don't worry. We will have the photos and recipes for today's cocktails on the website, joinjules.com. And if you got questions or comments for us, hit us up on the Insta at The Art of Drinking Podcast. And of course, find Jules at Join Jules or Cigars and Vino. That's me also on the Insta. And hey, subscribe to my cocktail club on Facebook. All you'll need to do is search Join Jules Cocktail Club and there you'll see what other cocktail enthusiasts are shaking up. This is a Red Rock Music Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe, like, and review The Art of Drinking with Join Jules and your favorite uncle wherever you get your podcasts. 